When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast. As always, I'm your host, Justin Michael, and we were fortunate to be joined by Jay Norvell live at the DNBR studio. I'm really appreciative of CSU for including us once again in their Denver media tour. I was able to pick Jay's brain on all kinds of things, the start of training camp, um, you know, thoughts on the scrimmage, some commentary on specific individuals realignment just about everything in between other than CU that was the one thing we were not going to talk about I even promised him as much when it started anyways shout out to CSU shout out to Jay Norvell he's always really great in these situations he's always a really attentive and engaged interviewee which is not the case with a lot of football coaches and that's after you know doing multiple TV interviews and radio interviews he was already four hours into it at that point It's not lost on me that it's a tedious process, that it's a really long day for him, but that's what makes me appreciate how great he is in these interviews even more. Just wanted to acknowledge that before we get into it here. Uh, Real quick, now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, you'll eat well, and you'll stay on track reaching your goals You know, summer's winding down. You want to take advantage of everything we have to offer in this gorgeous state, going out hiking. You know, maybe you're busy with practice. I get it's that time of season. Football camp obviously start now for a lot of youth. And it can just be really hard to keep up with, you know, positive lifestyle decisions. This is why Factor is so great. They offer a variety of different options. They have calorie smart options, vegan options, protein plus packages. They really have something for everyone. This month, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash dnvrrams50. If you use the code dnvrrams50, you're going to get 50% off. I also want to talk to you guys about Saturday Neon. It's a local company started by two friends, former college roommates, And they make officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. These bad boys are sick. We have one at the DNVR bar. And if you follow me on Twitter, it's in the background. Saturday neon signs are made with high quality materials. They're backed by a two-year warranty. They're shipped with everything you need to mount power and dim. So every sign is easy to install and operate. They're officially licensed for 19 select schools, including CSU, Alabama, Wisconsin, Auburn, so many others. Great for offices, man caves, dorm rooms. They're great for anything. Go to SaturdayNeon.com, use the code DNVR for 10% off your order today. Free shipping for orders over $200. What's up, guys? We are live with Jay Norvell, the third time we have been fortunate to have him in studio. Jay, thank you so much for doing this. How's it going? Oh, it's been going great. I mean, it's football season. That's right. Yeah, we got a week of our uh, uh, training camp in and... Just really good to get the work in with the new players. Obviously, yesterday, first scrimmage of fall. I know you guys went a little basic, as you as you mentioned. Really just wanted to see some guys get physical, get some blocking yep. in. Now that you've had uh, some time to go back and, and review it, 
how do you feel like it went? I thought it was great. You know, um, we've got a lot of new linemen. We've got new running backs. So we get, we get a lot of our passing in a normal practice. Just really wanted to see our guys run the ball, be physical, see if our offensive linemen can block combinations, see if our backs can read it and run physical. And uh, we got a lot of great work, a lot of situational work, short yardage, goal line, two minute, a lot of good things done yesterday. You know, goal line, red zone in general has been an issue for CSU a couple of years now. Yep. Do you feel like you guys are better suited for those situations this season? I, I think, uh, you know, you really can't hide the weaknesses of your line yeah. the closer you get to the goal line. And I think the improvement of our offensive line, I, you know, uh, Savion Henderson, Oliver Jervis, Jacob Gardner, Tavis Tuioti, moving him back to offense. He's just a big physical guy inside at guard. And then Drew Moss, tough, hard-nosed player. Uh, I, I love those guys. We added a guy like Andrew Cannon, a guy like Bobby Lawrence. I know I think we have seven or eight guys that can play. And um, we're a whole inch taller at every position. I mean, I mean it's amazing. We did, a, we did this synopsis of our whole roster at every position we compared to when we took the job. And we're an inch taller at every position. Um, and I think we're more improved at every position. So that should be reflected in our season. I know it's it's been kind of a unique situation for you guys trying to build this roster these last couple of years. Really, that's one of the things you said from day one is we got to get bigger. We got to get faster. Yep. Do you feel like this roster is maybe not perfect, but getting to where you need it to be to play the style you want to play? I think we're getting closer. You know, the big thing is to have talent, experience and chemistry. And we, we got to have depth and competition at every position. Um, I think it's just so evident in our offensive line. Last year, you know, our second offensive line, mm -hmm. it was really porous when we tried to play those kids. But we're more solidified. We can execute. When we use those reps in practice, it looks like what it's supposed to look like. And so I think uh, I think we do have more depth in our, in our whole roster. I think uh, we're more talented. I think we look different. When you just look at us yeah. practice, we're all bigger, we're all longer. Last year, several of our offensive linemen, when I shook their hand, I'd look down on them. <laughs> now when I, I shake our guy's hand, I'm looking up at him, and that's the way it should be. In the receiver room, I mean, that was probably the, especially by like November, for, for those that don't maybe understand, how much did that actually limit what you guys could do as an offense? Because you had like three scholarship receivers yeah. at some point. It just, it just totally limited the way we could practice. You know, we, we finished the conference season with 55 scholarship players. You know, we were allowed at 85. So, you know, we went out and brought in 49 new guys yeah. this year, got our scholarship count back up to a full roster. And it just, it's completely different how we can practice, you know, higher tempo, guys are going hard. You can hold the players accountable for practicing full speed. If if they don't, you just put the next guy in. Last year, we didn't have a next guy yeah. to put in. So it's totally changed the way we can work. Well, you mentioned after day one that one thing you would like to see is, is for them to practice a little quicker. I mean, yep. that makes sense. It's day yep. one. Have you, have you guys gotten there? Yeah. You know, our tempo and practice has moved on. We've gotten faster every single day, and in the scrimmage, I thought we were really fast. We want to continue that. And that, you know, we don't really condition after practice. We condition in practice. So we really want our guys to sprint from drill to drill, work full speed on every snap, and get their conditioning with their pads on. 
you know, we'll we'll start having, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 play drives where guys can't sub, and that's where we'll get our conditioning yeah. over the next two weeks. One of the guys I wanted to ask you about, and it, it sounds like he performed well in the scrimmage, is North Dakota State transfer Kobe Johnson. Yep. Actually, a couple of North Dakota State yes. transfers we'll, we'll have to talk about. But, you know, I think you said yesterday he's just so natural at the position. Yep. And, and it, I guess I'm just surprised how quickly he's caught on given how drastically different the offense you guys play right. is versus what they did at North Dakota State. Yeah, he's a he's a good back. And some guys are just natural at their position. It doesn't take very long mm-hmm. to watch him practice and be able to read runs he's got great patience and then he can squirt through and he's not tall so it's very difficult yeah. for the defense to see him but he knows how to take hits he knows how to break tackles and just a veteran player you know we have him and Avery we brought in KJ Edwards a junior college back who's shown a lot of shiftiness you know and then Damian Henderson has just been really impressive in practice he's a big physical kid he can hit the whole downhill and we're going to need all of those guys. And so, you know, that was a big part of our scrimmage, seeing those kids run the ball. Um, we had a couple of young guys put the ball on the ground, uh, but they'll learn from that experience mm-hmm. and they'll be better. Probably a relief after the spring game where yes. <laughs> you have no yeah. scholarship That's running exactly backs. exactly right. That's exactly right. Clay Millen, you know, you've talked a lot about his growth, his maturity, the fact that he was so accurate last year, 72% completion one of the things that stood out to me, though, that you mentioned in Vegas is that he's more cautious with the football than Carson Strong. And, and, I, and I think you meant that as a compliment. Mm-hmm. But I am curious, just given that it's a, a vertical passing offense, yep. do you want him to maybe open it up a little bit more at times? There's no doubt. We want him to take, take advantage of his opportunities. And, um, you know, I also think that comes from having young guys, mm-hmm. you know, um, Obviously, he had great confidence in Tory and letting it rip to Tory, but now I think he has great confidence in Dal Hoker mm-hmm. at tight end. I think, you know, Justice Ross Simmons playing a year with him, he has confidence in him. Lewis Brown and Dylan Goffney. So we've got four guys that can play. They've all played college football. Uh, they're more experienced, and I think Clay will be more confident opening up and giving those guys opportunities one on one. I think that makes sense just naturally. Like one, he was getting hit in the teeth quite a bit last year. Yep. And he really had one guy that he trusted. Yep. So it's like if, if Tory's not there, I'm just gonna get rid of it. Yeah, and I, I really think Dallin Hoker is gonna open up a lot of things for Clay and Tory. You know, we just didn't have a tight end that could stretch the middle of the field and really make the defense pay. So they're shadowing you all day. There's no doubt. Well, they could really roll over to Tory and they 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 pretty much disregarded our tight end last year. And so we got a quality player in, in Dallin that can run routes and get open and stretch the field. And I think I think Clay just feels so much more confident having him in there. I, he's, I mean, you said in, on signing day, it's, it's kind of hard to recruit Power 5 guys. He's kind of a, a special situation, though. I guess you guys kind of lucked out with his, with his wife. Yeah. Well, his wife, Tay, is such a great athlete. She's been a great addition to our track team. Yeah, it's they cool won. how they came over together. There's no doubt. And... and uh, you know, and I, I give Coach Mummy a lot of credit. You know, um, a lot of UCLA and a lot of this Baylor were recruiting mm-hmm. Dallin, and they really didn't recruit his wife. And we recruited his wife, and and we kind of got the edge on those other schools because this is a great place for the both of them. That's cool. <laughs> Very cool. 
how do you feel about the the recruiting right now? I mean, obviously the class is coming together. I know you yeah. can't comment on specific individuals, but you know, how close are you to filling the class out? You know, when we when we decided we wanted to come to CSU, one of the reasons was we felt like this was a great place to recruit to. And um, it hasn't disappointed us. You know, the campus, the town, the facilities, um, the proximity to Denver, those are all big positives for us. You know, the kids come and they love being in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. And so, you know, we had a great class a year ago with 30 guys. This last year's class, 49 guys, I think we got a lot of ton of talented players that fit our profile. And we've had a great summer. I think we've got close to 18 commitments, somewhere around there. Yeah. And and um, we've had a really productive summer. So we're on our way. The key is to get quality, you know, talented players, uh, give them experience, and then give great chemistry. You know, and we believe in building through high school players. Yeah, and development. We believe in high school players. When we recruit a kid for a year, we know everything about them, the size, the, the weight, the length, all the position qualities we look for, but also we know their character mm -hmm. and their injury history, and we can make sure that they're exactly what we're looking for. You know, when you try to get a kid in the portal, you just have a short window to find out about them, and a lot of mistakes are made on portal kids. Yeah. Um, it's just not the way to build a team. It's kind of like pro football. You're not going to build a team through free agency. No. You're going to build a team through the draft, and so – we want to build a team that's going to be good for the long haul, and that's getting the kind of players that we really want through the high school ranks. Does it? I mean, I know you guys had a strong, really strong group of high school kids that came in with this past class, but because you had to sign so many players just to fill holes on the roster, does it feel like you know with this upcoming cycle, twenty twenty four, it feels like all right, this is a little more normal. We're no building question. for the future, not just trying to plug in and replace no all these holes. No, we're. We're signing high school players that will grow and mature in our program. And this is going to be a more of a normal class. Yeah. It's going to be about 24, 25 guys. And, um, you know, last year was very unusual. Having to go get 49 guys just doesn't happen. It's never happened in my career. And by far the biggest class we've ever had to sign. Was it hard to, I don't know, maybe feel like you were getting a full evaluation in just because you had so many guys you were going after. That's twice as many people as yeah. you'll sign this year. I think it was a, a lot for our staff to chew, but we were very specific and we did not change our values yeah. for this class. You know, if a kid didn't fit the, the, the qualities that we were looking for at that position, we weren't going to go on them. And I just give our staff a lot of credit for identifying these players. And, you know, and we've had, We've hit, we've hit on our transfer kids on the most part. Um, we, you know, the kids that we've brought in to fill holes that are transfer players, we have a real criteria. One of them is playing experience. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of these schools that are signing transfer players and they've never played at the they've school. They've been on the bench for three That's years. That's right. Yeah. And you don't you don't know if they're good players or not. And so, you know, you know, the looking at a kid's playing history, if he's been a starter for a couple of years. It's proven that he's dependable, that he's durable, that he can be trusted and counted on. Those are the kind of kids that we've gone after in the portal. Well, and I think with some of these FCS guys, I mean, specifically the North Dakota State trio, all of which are, are probably in in competition to start. Yep. Those guys, they, they have a chip on their shoulder, There's too, no despite doubt. the fact that they're proven. No doubt. And, you know, that's a quality program. They've won national mm -hmm. championships. Those kids know how to practice. They know how to compete. They know how to get ready for big games. 
you know, I think all three of those guys are really tremendous players. You know, Kobe Johnson, Dom Jones at corner, you know, he's actually wearing Chiggy's old number. So he it's hard to tell them apart. <laughs> They're big, long corners. He can run and cover. He's a really quality player. And Tony Pierce at defensive end is a physical guy that can pack a punch. So we have three quality college football players and those guys, they're really going to help our team. I think it's clear the depth that you have defensive line, especially one of the, the big strengths of this team, the secondary, you've got to feel pretty good at, especially if you hit on a couple of these transfers. How do you feel about the linebackers right now? And do you, do you have ideal depth there? You know, Trey Pasture and, and Chase Wilson, I think they're more athletic than what we've played with in the past. I, I really see a lot of great play out of them. Uh, and I think that position is improved athletically. Um, you know, I, one of the things we went through every position in, in, in uh, preseason camp with our staff and evaluated, I think we're better at linebacker. I think we're better at every position. We've improved our athletic ability. We're longer as athletes um, and, and we could run. And, and I think, um, you know, our linebacker position is in solid hands with those kids. Uh, Kulik will not be back, right? Correct. Yeah, he's going to take a medical. He had some injuries in the spring that, you know, he's not going to be able to continue his career. That's a bummer, but, I mean, that's cool that Chase Wilson, especially given how strong he played in yep. the season finale. You know, and another hard-nosed in-state kid that just loves to play and loves CSU. We'll get right back to that interview with Jay Norvell in just a second. But when you get hurt, Bax and Shanker is here to help. Bax and Shanker wins for Colorado families. They have been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. Free until they win money in your case. No upfront fee to speak with you about your case. No fee while they work on your case. No fee unless they win your case and win money for you. Bax and Shankers won over $1 billion for their clients, now with even more locations, serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. Bax and Shanker has the strength and power to win your case with more than 30 lawyers and 100 staff. Bax and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases when you weren't at fault, car accident, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help you if you're injured at work. Call Bax and Shanker at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Bax and Shanker wins. Finally, take on the sun with gear that's built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades and affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. And what that means is if you lose or break your pair, even day one, they're going to send you a brand new pair, no questions asked, wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they're going to have your back long after you purchase. Shop the entire collection at their brand new location in the Park Meadows Mall, full stop shop for all things Shady Rays. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or just return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. They always have your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the code DNVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. I, I gotta ask about it. I, I do, it's all the rage, and honestly, I'm sick of it. The realignment, this, yep. that, it's not in our hands. Right. I, you, you and I, we both appreci appreciate tradition yep. and a lot of this is kind of spitting all over that yeah so i guess just what's been your gut reaction to everything that's happened these last couple it's, weeks it's certainly different and and uh you know it's not the way it always has been 
you know, I love the traditions and I love the regional games and the fan bases getting excited about the rivalries. And I hope we don't lose that. Um, but as far as we're concerned, I think we're in a great spot at CSU. We have a great campus. We have a great community. Mm -hmm. We have great facilities. We have great support. And so, you know, and, and, and I was really excited at media days, you know, the first guy I met there was a representative of the Cotton Bowl. And the next guy I met was a representative of the Fiesta Bowl. And I played in both, uh, coached in both of those games. You know, the winner of our conference has a great chance to play on New Year's Day yeah. and play in the Fiesta Bowl. Um, next year, they're going to open the college football playoff up to 12 teams. And if we continue to improve as a program and we could play at championship level, we could be one of those teams. And so... I think whatever happens with expansion, I think we're in a great place at CSU. And I just want to keep continue to pour into this team and build this team into a championship level. Again, not a decision you would make, but would you be in favor if if the opportunity arose for the Mountain West to potentially expand and maybe look at adding some of these pack teams or, or I, other leagues even? I think if any any opportunity for us to play better competition and add quality teams to our league and our environment, I think that's great for CSU and great for our fans. And it feels like, I mean, style of play, like it just feels like they would fit right in yeah. there. Yeah, and we we recruit, you know, the same players, Washington State, Oregon State, Cal, Stanford. I mean, we're all recruiting similar players. And so I think they would be, we would, we would be very comparable to those schools. You know, you mentioned that the opportunities at CSU is there any worry that with the landscape that's changing that there might be less opportunities available? Or like, what do you guys need to do to make sure that those stay open or stay yeah, available to you? I have every confidence in, in, you know, our athletic administration and our president that we're exploring all the options. But I do think this, I think we're in a great position. I think, you know, we're a school that, that other conferences and our conference is really happy with. I mean, we yeah. have a lot to offer you know, with the Denver TV market, with with our facilities. Fa fabulous facilities and our support, um, you know, I think we have a lot to offer uh, our league or any league that that would be interested in us. I'm not asking you to make any bold predictions, but you mentioned the New Year's Six Bulls, and last time I had you on, you talked about Tulane being a program you'd like to emulate. You know, I think they were a two-win team, and then they were a double-digit win team. Yeah. Now, obviously, that's pretty drastic to go from mm -hmm. two to ten. But do you feel like you're kind of in that mix this year to be able to make that leap? Yeah, I actually showed I actually showed the highlights of the Tulane USC game last year to our team to start camp off. And, you know, we played Tulane two years ago when I yeah. was at Nevada. We played them in a bowl game and we beat them. And to see their progress as a program, I think Willie Fritz is a great coach. Um, but very similar style to us as far as, you know, recruiting kids, building the program. And I think that's an opportunity that we have. Um, I just look at our schedule as a great opportunity. We play two Pac-12 teams that we match up very well against. Um, we play one of them at home, and one of them's an in-state rival. We got a bye before we play Colorado, and I think that's awesome, especially for a team that's young, that's gelling together like ours. I think that extra week helps us. Um, so I think we're, we're right where we, we need to be. I think it's a great opportunity for us. And uh, it's more about us focusing on what we need to do to be a winning team week in yeah. and week out. As far as last year goes, I mean, how much of that 
can you evaluate given just that the roster was in such a weird spot? Yeah. I think it's like, uh, you know, I like to use the analogy. It's kind of like working on an engine. You, you don't know what you got until you open the hood. And so, you know, we know what the issues are. Um, you know, I think we, we have kids that want to play at Colorado State. They want to play for this coaching staff. They were recruited to play here. And, um, and we have a full roster now. We can practice. I just think it's going to elevate everybody's performance. And, and let's face it, we're a realist. We won three games last year. Everybody has to elevate and get better. You know, if we mm -hmm. can, if if the play of the players that played in consistently last year, if they could play solid winning football, and then our guys that played at the all conference level, if they could play at an NFL draft level, if we can improve our entire roster, we're going to see improvement in our record. I think that's exciting. I think that that's what the fans want to hear. No doubt. You know, I, I know you've got another interview coming up, so I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I did want to ask you, you guys got new uniforms this year. They're a little more traditional. Yeah. That kind of has like a old school college football feel. Yeah. Was was that something that you played a role in? No, I really didn't have much to do with the jerseys. I think they're a great pick, though, and I think they represent us well. You know, we're we're a blue-collar outfit. You know, we're an ag school. It's the history of CSU that, you know, we got guys that are hard-nosed, that are no-nonsense, that yeah. just go to work and let their let their pads do the talking. And uh, so I think it's a it's a great look for us, and, and our kids are excited about them. Well, as as much as this white helmet is gorgeous, <laughs> again I'm old school with college yep. football. I'm kind of excited to just go back to like green and gold on yep. the road, and and your colors, and and representing something bigger than yourself. There's a there's I'm a traditionalist, and you know I I love our traditional helmet with the green and gold. Um, I love our traditional jerseys, and um, I I. I told our equipment people, I said, you know, once we start winning, I'm not going to want to change jerseys. So, <laughs> you know, I just think it's important when when, when the other team looks down and they see you in your helmet and your traditional jersey, they know what they're in for. And that's what I want us to be known for. I get that you have to have an element of the alternates and the swag and all that for recruiting. But do you feel like it's gotten a little carried away? I think it can be, yeah. You know, I I just look at the New York Yankees and – I mean, everybody knows the pinstripes. They're, they're playing in the pinstripes. And, you know, I coach with the Raiders. I know we're in, in, in Colorado, but, you know, everybody knew who the silver and black was. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, so you have certain things that your team gets identified for. And uh, and I love our traditional Ram helmet and our green and gold uniforms. So you're going to see us in that most of the time. I mean, it, I always just, whenever people argue with me, I'm like, you don't see Alabama changing it that's up. That's right. You know, if you, it's not broke, you don't that, have to that, fix that's it. That's exactly right. Uh, just a couple more before I let you go. Uh, Torrey Horton, I think at this point, if you don't know how talented he is, you're not paying attention. But you mentioned he's an NFL receiver. You want him to take it to the next level. Yep. What does that mean, though? Like, what does he need to do to be even better than he was before? I think just finishing more plays. I think his ability as a punt returner, makes him an even bigger threat. It adds more to his game. But I, I also think that us having other threats are going to give him more one-on-one -on -one opportunities and give him allow him to make even more big plays yeah. this year, plus a more experienced Clay Millen, plus a more experienced offensive line is going to help him have more opportunities. So, you know, the bar just gets raised for everybody. And, uh, you know, and I challenged Tori. I said, you know, your goal now is to be a dominant player, 
you know, to be a player that everybody fears every time we play and, uh, and to bring that production every week. You mentioned Clay is, is more confident. Just speaking with Tori, it kind of seems like he's maybe come out of his shell a little bit too. Yeah. I, you know, maybe I get, you know, last year was such a weird spot, new school, everything, but it seems like he's really just kind of thriving. I think all those kids that transferred are, are more comfortable now. This is their school. Yeah. You know, CSU is their school. That's where they play. That's where they want to represent. Um, and I think they're just comfortable. You know, Clay's more comfortable. Jacob Gardner's more comfortable. And those guys are really good players, all three of them. And, and uh, Avery Morrill, they're all good players. I think they're all excited. And I think they want to represent this university the way it want, you know, that people can be proud of. And so we're, we've worked really hard in the offseason. You know, and Tori's moved into our leadership role now. Yeah. Clay's moved into our leadership role. Jacob's in a leadership role. Jack Howell's in a leadership role now. And so I think their roles are different, and I think they're starting to expand that and affect more players on the team. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about Hanada, just because it's such a unique yeah. situation. I mean, a sumo champion. Yeah. But it sounds like he's really like hit the ground running and kind of adjusting well. He's an amazing kid, you know, and and um, um, you know, we had a team meeting the other day, and he's one of the guys that stood up and talked. And, you know, we have guys that have been on the team for multiple years that never talk, and he's a newcomer. He's only been that. here a week. Yeah. And uh, but just a great kid. He's so appreciative of his opportunity. He loves CSU. He wants to make a difference here. And uh, his teammates love him. You know, not only do we have Anata, but our kicker, Jordan Noyes, is from from Great Britain. You know, a 28 year old kicker with three kids from Great Britain. You know, obviously, Patty's from Australia. So we got an international flair on our it's team. It's CSU Global. That's exactly right. Uh, Noyes, I guess that's a good one just before yeah. we get out of here. You mentioned he, he performed pretty well in the scrimmage. Really and well. Kicking has, has kind of been an up and down for the Rams the last yep. couple of years. You feel like you're finally in a solid spot there? Oh, it's it's so important to have a consistent kicker that you know you can rely on. Yeah. And uh, he's just so mature. You know, he's an older kid. He's 28 years old. He's got a family. Uh, he's been fantastic in practice. You know, very consistent. He's got a really live leg. The ball just pops off his foot. And matter of fact, the first few times he he, he hit it, I was surprised because <laughs> I haven't seen the ball come off somebody's foot like that for a while. So really excited to have him. I think he can make a real contribution to our team. When you're a father of three, it probably takes a little pressure <laughs> off. It's a different type of, you know, there's things doubt. bigger than football. He has more pressure when he goes home than he was <laughs> at practice. Well, Jay, thank you so much for coming in and doing this again. It's thank always you. great to catch up with you. I'll be up throughout the season, but awesome. just having this opportunity means a lot. Appreciate everything you do, too. Thanks. Probably never make it when you listening to that right now. I said we 